Welcome. Welcome one. Welcome all to the program that you are listening to. Will I tell you that program? I will. Oh, make it a <laughs> save it for the end for the big reveal. <laughs> yes. That's my teaser. No, the name of the program is, of course, Like Trees Walking. The voice you hear right now is Michael J. Nelson. The voice you are about to hear is David Berge. That's my like kind of self-curvy pocket. That's nice. Are you going to uh, trade? Can you trademark that? I think pronunciation so. yeah. of your own name? Yeah. Now batting for the Minnesota Swing. <laughs> Number 34. The center fielder. Curvy pocket. Was that's that good? A, or? That's a spot on... Uh, Humphrey Bogart. Well done. <laughs> Pork chops and applesauce. <laughs> uh, who, do the impression of your friend that uh, you had a roommate who was creepy. This is my favorite impression <laughs> of yours because you are drop dead awful at doing impressions. But the impression of your roommate, I always like. Well, I, uh, I've had only. I, it's the one we talked about on the program. I don't remember. We anything. talked about him? Oh, was yeah, he yeah, the one who was into Dr. Phil? Or like. Yeah, but you did. You, your voice for him was singular. Oh yeah, I gotta watch Doctor Phil. Like this is so good. He's just telling the people. Like he would always be like that when Doctor Phil was on Oprah. Like oh, I gotta see Doctor Phil today. He's just telling the he's just telling the people. They don't want to hear it. Oh, it he's sounds, just dropping. He's just dropping truth all over him. Sounds just like him. Uh, he anyway. did. That's actually that is actually a good impersonation. Uh, do other people in your life tell you that that's a good impersonation? Who know both very, parties? N- <laughs> There's a very, very, very small set of people who know both parties. So you would have to ask my wife, probably. Okay. I, I was, was known for my impressions growing up, Mike. Well, I'm Robin Leach, Lost Eyes of the Rich and Famous. <laughs> oh, That's good, right? <laughs> First rule of holes: stop digging, man. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm an impression comic. That's kind of my, it's <laughs> kind of my. I'm a Frank Caliendo type, Mike. Oh. No. Is that a bit? Could that be a bit as a comedian? Like you do horrible and imp- I think that, I'm sure someone's. Well, done I that. think Andy Kaufman sort of did that kind of a yeah thing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's not what this program is about. So please, uh, unfortunately, yes, uh, we could easily do a couple hours on that a week, but uh, it's not. It's about the big issues in life. The pastor and I discuss these issues. Try to shine a light on the things that are important to all human beings: life, death the meaning of our existence. We come from a Orthodox Christian perspective, um, but we welcome all to listen and think about these things because we're all stuck with them. We think that we're stuck with them. We're all in this together, and none of us are getting out alive. We're in the lifeboat. We're in Alfred Hitchcock's lifeboat, and there's nothing to do now. We're, we, we're stuck with it. Have you ever seen that movie? No. It's very good. Um... You know, it's just a lifeboat with disparate characters who, and possibly a mole, like a Nazi mole, who's going to, who's trying to kill them all. Is he, or is he trying to help them? We don't know. Anyway. It's kind of like Harry Potter, but I'll stop right there. (laughs) So we have a a big issue to discuss. It may seem light in its wrappings. It is a sort of a cultural phenomenon, but at its heart is a very, very deep thing. And we'll talk about that. And then later, something... um, Maybe more light and frivolous, but still, we we tend to, you know, we tend to talk about things that matter, even if we do them with a little bit of a smile. On I our think face. it's it, Mike. We're just showing we're modeling to people that you can, um, that it's not like oh, we start talking about the serious stuff. So let's you know, let's it, that it, life is not a funeral, man. Yeah. And speaking of that, before we get to the meat of it, uh, let me hear. So you did Humphrey Bogart. Let me just hear your John Wayne and then your Jimmy Stewart, and then I think we'll get a good picture. We'll calibrate I'll, our. I'll start with uh, 
I'll start with Jimmy Stewart. Okay. Oh, Mary, 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 think of the kids. What are the kids? I, oh, I love you so. I love you so much, Mary. I love you so much. <laughs> good Lord. That's, All right. That's good, right? <laughs> I, I am not your. I am. I am not your judge. The audience is your judge. Uh, all right, and then who did I say? Oh, John Wayne. Right. Howdy, Pilgrim. <laughs> you got a lot of nerve riding to this town. <laughs> I'm less familiar with his work, so that's kind of my that's my best show. Oh my heavens! Wow, it's going to be tough to recover from that. Um, wow, you sounded a lot like Bruce Dern there. Just say you're doing a Bruce Dern impression, and you'll be fine. Bruce Dern uh, from like. Easy A, and he was the dad in that. He's uh, Laura Dern's father. He's older. He, he may be, I think he's still alive, isn't he? Bruce Dern? Bruce Ooh. Dern. I was thinking of someone else. Does he have a son who's also an actor? I don't know. I don't know. Never mind. I don't he know. He was in The Cowboys with John Wayne. Uh, now I, that I can't I think do about it. That. I don't even. You're whew, 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 <laughs> over my head. All right. Anyway, let's. Folks, I was gesturing over my head as I was making the noise, too, just so. Uh, how about. Um, uh, Edward G. Robinson. Who is that? Oh, come on. You don't you, know who that you, is. Who is that? <laughs> oh, he was in Double Indemnity. He's the cigar chewing. He was always, yeah, see? Yeah, the, see? The, the typical gangster yeah, guy. That's, so tip, you could have said, do your typical gangster guy. Well, yeah, yeah see? We got a wise guy, see? Yeah. Sounds exactly like Edward G. Robinson. See? I am good at impressions. <laughs> that's true. All right. Let's take on this topic. Uh, Pastor, please introduce it so I can... Uh, <laughs> Gather yourself, gather yourself, Michael. So I bring up, you know, we talk about the big topics, um, but we we oftentimes try to see where those are intersecting with contemporary culture. So where are we seeing these big issues play out on the ground? And one of our favorite sources of material, it's an endless source of material, is the Internet, Um, because at any any point we want to make, we can always find a data point or three. On the internet to help us, but this one struck me the other day. I was uh, I was on Twitter. I am uh, uh, very unsuccessfully partially fasting from it for uh, Lent. Sure, but I got sucked back in with our live show. Um, which once you hear this, it may or may not be over. But if you, April eleventh, Sisyphus Brewing, if this podcast has yeah, not come this, out before, this will after. probably be the day before. So or, yeah. so, or somewhere yeah, around there. So. Yeah. So um, you know, come to that; it'll be great. Anyways. Um, uh, but, you know, so I've been part, kind of sharing some information about that and checking on that. And I was cheating uh, on my Lent, which is very appropriate because I came across this ch- this tweet thread about cheating uh, from Nicole Cliff. Uh, um, and uh, she is a, a journalist. Um, uh, she's a she's a Christian, but she's a, she's a colorful character um, uh, for sure. And uh, I find her a lot of her stuff uh, pretty humorous. And so she was just responding to someone who had who had tweeted something about like pro tip to dad: don't leave your like secret second apartment address on the top of your checkbook. And she's like, "Ooh, now I want to hear people's like catching people in your life cheating stories." And so you know that got a lot. I mean, a lot of attention and a lot of replies. And so she's just like, you know, reacting to that, interacting with people. Um, And then someone, when the subject of cheating comes up. Someone brings up the most famous, infamous cheating website on, uh, on on the internet, and that is Ashley Madison. It's probably, sadly, not the only cheating site, but it is by far the most famous yeah, cheating site. Yeah, and so Ashley Madison, Mike, uh, do you have any, like, can you summarize what Ashley Madison is, or do you want me to do that? Oh, no, they're, uh, it's, it's very simple. Uh, I saw, in preparation for this, I saw a couple interviews with the CEO of it. I think he's no longer the CEO, but you know, it wasn't long ago he was. 
And, uh, you know, their tagline is, life is short, have an affair. So <laughs> I don't think you can get more explicit about what the purpose of it is there. But he went on to explain in his uh, interviews, I, I read several of them, that the reason that he started the site was to have a safer, he's like, most people are bad at affairs, and this is a discreet way to have one. And and he seemed to imply that there was something inherently good about having a discreet affair, not a bad, sloppy one where, no. you, where you put your second secret apartment on the top of your checkbook. This is a discreet one. So anyway, that's what the site is. That's what it's all about. And uh, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. That's from the CEO's mouth. Is he? I've never seen him talk, but is he one of kind of these Hefnerian figures where he's like, well, I mean, listen, you know, like... You guys are you Puritans don't understand my elevate like the elevated moral perspective which I oh, bring to of the course table. yeah yeah but he also uh, gives a lot of good business doublespeak in there to sort of throw that flurry of words at you we just need to communicate we need to do a better job of reaching out to our communities to explain you know it's just a bunch of the flurry of words um, so anyways uh, so Ashley Madison gets brought up in the course of this when someone's like Nicole says. You know, when Ashley Madison, because they got, they famously got their data, they had a data breach, and someone just put out all the people who had signed up for the website um, on, like, you could go look online. The data was just out there. And so people would put in people they know's email addresses to see if they right. had come up on there. Um, I remember at Christianity Today, like, they were, like, posting about any pastors who got sort of found yeah, out right. about that. Um, and, uh, and anyway, so she said, you know, my kid ran my husband's email and all the men we know just in case, you know, and if they would have got found out, you know, he would have narked on him in a heartbeat. And someone's like, remember at that data breach where it basically one of the big reveals of that was the site was essentially a hundred percent men. Of course. (laughs) And it was like a bunch of bots or people like it, uh, it almost appeared as though this website was, had facility, like it wasn't providing the service that it said it was it was basically just providing it was having bots or paid people chat with men to give them the impression that they might to give them money and that they, this might actually lead to them having an affair just a giant catfishing site yes yeah. <laughs> just yes, yes. On, under your one-stop shop to be catfished by bots or fakers yeah so it was a yes yeah, so it was a giant catfishing operation scam but then ashley madison's official social media um, PR person chimes in and says, I mean, first of all, tries to go like, but what if there's more women than men now? Like, you know, just coming back on that. And then someone's like, uh, get out of the, basically get out of this thread to which Ashley Madison gave some really delicious replies. Uh, I quote, if you're going to discuss cheating, we think it's only fair to discuss both sides. Someone who strays is not a moral failure. And in fact, an affair can be a positive event in a marriage. So let's unpack that tweet, Mike. Wow. All right. Yeah. Uh, I like the both sides thing. <laughs> both sides. Both sides being, but what though? Uh, it's important to hear both sides. Both sides being that affairs are. They're positive. They can be, they can be a positive event in a marriage. It was positive. Uh, yeah, I guess they, they can be positive. Um, let's think of the scenarios in which they can be positive. Um. You are dating 1990s Mike. You're married to 1990s Mike Tyson, and you need to get out of it. And then you have an affair, and that guy rescues you from Mike Tyson. So uh, there's possibly a positive side to that. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, but you got you go to pretty extreme situations. Uh, someone, 
like sort of like ab- somehow you're in a, a really abusive relationship, right? And the affair is that is the that allows you to exit the relationship. Yeah, yeah. I, I otherwise I'm I'm not sure I'm coming up. What's with another? Yeah, I mean, listeners, call in four eight 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 eight. No, I have no. I mean, what's other scenarios? Uh, I guess if um, you yourself are a serial killer and you just getting on Ashley Madison somehow stops your mind from you become so preoccupied with having an affair that you stop serial killing. I, I mean, I'm just listing that as a possible moral positive. <laughs> I don't see that coming up, but I'm trying. I'm trying to come up with scenarios. You. Uh... You, um, that is not going the well. affair inspired it. You, this, you're trapped in a loveless marriage. You have had great scientific ideas, but you've been squelched because your spouse doesn't support you. So you go have the affair that releases your creativity, allows you to build your time machine. You go back in time and kill Hitler. Ah, that's good. <laughs> and I just thought of one while you were coming up with that one. That's a real positive. Mine is that somebody goes on to, signs up as a female at Ashley Madison, and they tempt away a guy who's basically a, a decent moral guy, but then when he goes to discover his cheating partner, it's actually, it was a Russian orphanage with a bunch of kids who uh, were just, it was a cry for help, and they thought they would reach out to a, a Western man, and then he he has a change of heart, and he gives them all of his money and adopts them all and they become a loving Christian family. Okay, I have one other, I, that's really good and I have one last scenario that I okay. think actually where it could be really great. Okay. Really great for a for a marriage to to cheat. So imagine this couple. Say it's this guy and his old lady and they're stuck in the same old Wait, is the guy old too? <laughs> it's a guy. No, you know, and it's his old, old like my, my old lady. You know, oh, me and my oh, old man, the colloquial, old lady, the, the colloquial. old lady. Okay, and they're stuck in the same old dull routine. You know, and it's just not going well. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. and then he he goes on the site. He logs in. He messages with this lady. And he finds you know, like he's looking for just a kindred spirit. And so this person says, like she asks him, you know, do you like pina coladas? Right. Or right, yeah. how about getting caught in the rain? In the rain. Uh, you're not into yoga and you have half a brain do you like making love at midnight in the uh, this is where it gets a little murky in the moon something i'm not exactly on the, sure. on the um moon. let's just say on the dunes of the beach on the dunes of the beach yeah. yeah so yeah like and so then you know they they go back and forth and they agree to meet and when they meet they discover that it's actually it's just his old lady and they will both and they it's you <laughs> he says Aw, it's you. That's my favorite part of that song. (laughs) For those too young, that is, of course, the Pina Colada song, which I will point out was on a, when I was at a restaurant, and the music service was those, the giant tapes, I forget what they're called, they were these plug-in tapes. Oh, yeah. And uh, the Pina Colada song, I think, accidentally was inserted three too many times in the rotation of the tape, (laughs) so it played every... uh, about 45 minutes, and all of us nearly went insane. <laughs> and we, like, stormed the uh, the office and said, can we, we have to get a new tape. It was like, hey, those, that music service is very expensive, and we can't touch it, and we're stuck with it. So we all went insane. 
Anyway, so those are the good scenarios. What's the downside, Pastor? What do you, in your work as a pastor, and, and you mentor couples, and you, uh, yeah. you counsel? Um, yeah, that, that I'm going to disagree with Ms. Madison. Um, and uh, I think Nicole Cliff, she gets, she's going to help me get the ball rolling in her response to that tweet from Ashley Madison. She says, quote, You need Jesus or any sort of shame-based religious tradition. Or just a judgmental friend, or a moral code. <laughs> Those are all good starts. I think like she's just saying start somewhere. Yeah, because uh, uh, so um, what is an what is an affair? So uh, you know, and I'll think in the context of a marriage, and as a pastor, you know, the people I marry. These are people who have made commitments before God and other people. And these are, and I'm gonna, you know, we won't talk. Well, what if it's like an open marriage? I'm not even gonna go there because uh, those, those are such the exceptional cases that open, never open marriage. They only exist in like that's yes. They only exist in Woody Allen movies. I yeah, mean, yeah, just, yeah. Exactly. Or that, you know that moral arbiter, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that that you're making these the the word I like to use is covenant or phrase is covenant commitments. So a covenant is a you know, it's a, it's, it's basically like a, a contract. It's, it's a relational, excuse me, contract that people have entered. So it gets the legal and the relational side together, which I think are super important because it's not like, you know, it's not just contract law, but my, my heart is going into this. And so we're, we're smashing our lives together in such a way that pulling them apart is going to be very, very painful and difficult. And in order to have a healthy relationship, you know, you need commitment and trust. And so what does an affair do? A discreet affair? Um, it in, it involves deception. Uh, it it involves sneaking around. It involves giving to someone else that which you have promised to only give, um, only give to your spouse. You know your love, your uh, your affection. Um, you know your sexual intimacy, like all of those things that are that you've committed to to have this marriage be the exclusive arena of. You're then stepping out. Um, and doing that uh, with with someone else, and so that absolutely it it just destroys it destroys trust, um, and um, and is and is objectively wrong. And th- you know that's not to say that relationships cannot recover recover from affairs. That's absolutely, um, and you could even say, wow, that was bad, but we're stronger because of that. You know, but that would never be a justification on the front end to like. No. I think this will give us a stronger marriage, so I'm going to do it. Like you're a monster if you think that. No, that's absurd. It is absurd, but so all that to say that yes, affairs happen. Um, they have very very bad effects because they are a break. They are a promise breaking um, uh, activity in what is supposed to be a promise keeping relationship, and they are a trust destroying thing in what is supposed to be the most intimate and trusting relationship uh, that you have. In your life, and and so, um, and also in the Christian perspective, it's you know let the two become one flesh, and so this person who you've become one fleshed with, then you're mixing up all kinds of other flesh up in the business. Yeah, and everybody, come on, everybody knows this, and this, you know, I mentioned to you off air that polling wise, this really of all the things that polling changes, this does not seem to change that much. Most men and women universally against it even if we participate we being the not not me <laughs> the, the public at large participates it in it in large numbers they still it's nobody is like yeah do it and i'm proud man what are you talking about i mean that's just not the nature of having an affair and that's you know the ceo of ashley madison admitted that but here's here's one i want to throw at you. this is from a 
uh, an interview he did. Uh, the interviewer says, I've been talking to friends, and some of them say, what about the kids? You have two of them. Uh, does infidelity really cause marriages to break up and kids suffer as a result? He said, you can mistake two things. I think what your friends are mistaking is, is infidelity and discovered infidelity. <laughs> there are two dramatically different things. A part of why I built the service is because people do affairs really poorly. So that's what we're getting wrong. <laughs> we're it's, just getting wrong the discovery just thereof. Just keep, keep the secret. The problem isn't yeah. the thing itself. It's the it's the psychic impact that yeah. it has, and the he, psychological impact. Yeah, he discovered. goes to that again and again. So what would you say to the uh, CEO? It's just it's it's not the uh, it's not the it's it. it <laughs> I would say think of the character. Think of the uh, de, like acidic effects on the character of the person who's engaging in such a behavior. The notion that one it's uh, so naive to think that one could hope to keep this cat in the bag all the time um and it's just it's just objectively i would say he wouldn't agree with this but i'd say that it's just objectively morally wrong to have an affair so you are leading people to do something which is wrong and that is bad yeah it's it's a weird that's like a leopold and Loeb argument you know the intellectuals who said there's nothing morally wrong with murder if you get away with it and you know the, the movie uh, the hitchcock movie rope is based on it oh really where they just to like let's just pick a random person and and kill them and then if we get away with it what difference does it make or what like difference? crime and punishment right that's crime and the, punishment. That's yeah, like yeah. That's, the old lady and the yeah yeah like she is a disgusting despicable old lady no one will miss her you yeah. know but it's like this uh you know the 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 is the woman a prostitute who he kind of connects with Oh, I, it's been a lot of years. She's like the maybe the original hooker with the heart of gold, but like you know, <laughs> she. Uh, but she, you know, even she sees the intrinsic worth and value of human life, and and the intrinsic uh, dignity of your of your own personhood that you're in, you're violating when you do that is is it's just it's not it's not right, Mike. No, it's not right, and getting away with it doesn't make it any better. But I think it would be a good that would be a good uh, movie to just uh, have someone who's getting away with it, and then there's no consequences to it, and. What is uh, the what's the Woody Allen speaking of? What's the yeah, Woody Allen speaking movie? of the guy, there yeah. he is. That's the one moral movie that he made. It's uh, crimes and misdemeanors. Crimes and misdemeanors. Yeah, he gets away Where with murder, the, right? He gets away with it, and then at the very end, he just has a chat about how it, you know, with a guy that he doesn't know, saying it it uh, faded away after a while, my guilt and everything. So the movie's ambiguous about his his meanings there, but. Seeing as it's Woody Allen, he's probably on the pro murder <laughs> side. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> but, no, 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 he wouldn't go that no, far. I, well, who knows? I don't yeah, know. Who does? Who, who, who does know? But yeah, someone, uh, you know, someone made this point in, in the tweet thread. But they said, yeah, you know, this can bring couples together. Well, so can all these other horrible, you know, list of horrible things. But right. like, don't like you want to sign up for that service? The house will light your yeah. house on fire, or you know, have your child get super sick. Like that can bring yeah. you together as a family. Want to sign up for that? And and then Ashley Madison, um, the sophist, says, uh, this, that's a false argument. The only hurt in infidelity is perceived. Um, it, I guess, like, they would say, like, maybe. I mean, Wait, what? the only hurt <laughs> is perceived. It's only but, the ego. There could be objective thing, bad things that happen. Like, like you could get an STD from someone, right? That would be uh, more than a perceived hurt. But that's. But, but hurt has to be perceived to be hurt anyway. So I don't understand that. But it's the ego, Mike. It's up to you. You. Oh, so when you discover the infidelity as the other person, you should just go, you shouldn't be hurt by it. No, you shouldn't be hurt. It's perceived. It's the ego. And you only feel hurt because you've been trained and conditioned by society to be hurt when someone betrays you. 
Well, then why does it need to be secret? <laughs> why is the whole point of the thing for it to be secret? Shouldn't then the, we should just be, it should be instructions to the people that you're cheating on. It should just be sort of a counseling service for them to suck it up and just, you know, man up and not, uh, and not get sore about your partner running. Yeah, on. they should. That, so that should be, they should offer that as a, as a corollary service. That we well, will. If that's their argument that there's no hurt. Then, then obviously it shouldn't be secret, right? Am I missing something here? You're right. It's just subjective. You only the more our unfortunate mores of Western society mean that it has to be secret. They could alleviate. They could. I mean, it would put themselves out of business. But if they could be very successful in their mission to convince people that affairs aren't bad, it's only the secrecy that's bad, and it's only your ego. But if you just opened up and uh, you know became more sex positive and uh, woke around these issues, then we could all have these happy, open relationships. But isn't part of what they're selling, too, the, the titillation of the illicit affair, right? You know, like getting something you want? Like, yes, of course. So, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's, of course, it's pure <laughs> sophistry. But I just think it's, um, it's, it's hilarious. Like, it's only your ego. It's only this. And it's like, well, if I just went up to you today... And just started berating you and putting you down and swearing at you. And you're like, what is, I mean, like I did about 20 yeah. minutes ago, but. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but, I'm still stinging. But, but you're like, and, and you're like, what? You just got angry at me. I'd go, Mike, it's just, <laughs> it's just perceptive. Yeah. Did I change how you are? You're the same person before I started yelling at you as you are now. What's the big deal? Yeah. Well, here's an experiment. Let's just do, this is a, you know, a small subject group but let's just make it the two of us let's go to we're we're both we're both married you've been married how many years i've been married for uh almost well 13 and a half years yeah don't stumble on that one i've been married for boy don't stumble it's it's more than 25 (laughs) yeah something like 29 i don't know uh but let's just do this experiment let's just very openly and honestly ask our spouses if they're okay with us dating again and then we'll come back with that report. And we'll explain to them it's only your perception that makes you. <laughs> it would be like they would, they would, if I asked my wife that, she would be like, oh, you mean like us, like in our marriage going on more dates? You know, that's how she would like. And pers- you just have to patiently explain to oh, her, no, I'm going to date women outside of our marriage. I Whoa. think it will go over as well as I the- will explain it to her. I'll explain the, that it's only her. Just read the tweet from Ashley Madison, and she should be fine. Just tell her, honey, I've been reading the literature of Ashley Madison, and I feel they have made some strong arguments. I think this will go over as well as when we tried to... What do we do? We tried to ghost our wives. Oh yeah, we were. Gonna, yeah, we were. Oh yeah, we. Uh, oh, we bread remember, we breadcrumbed. So you, you um, texted Bridget, and we're like, "Hey," I said, "Like sup or something." And then she, uh, she just wrote back, "I'm on the phone. If you need anything." <laughs> <laughs> this um, what you were talking about earlier reminded me of a uh, drill tweet. Uh, he's sort of a, an absurdist oddball character. Oh, has I don't know this. Oh. Drill. Drill is at D R I L, and it's like a Jack Nicholson face. It's just a it's a bizarre absurdist okay um, Twitter account, and uh, and and it's always just saying insane things. But so it's kind of in like the. I'd say it falls in sort of the broader weird Twitter orbit, which uh, is yeah, which is most of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there is some colorful language that I will I will co- cover, but self, yeah. And it's it's a it's a joke. So uh, his tweet is: the wise man bowed his head solemnly, solemnly, and spoke. There's actually zero difference between good and bad things. You imbecile! You bleeping moron! 
<laughs> so it's just one of these absurdist <laughs> statements. <laughs> well, I guess we just explain that to our wives. That we'll throw that in as well. Yeah, there's no there's a difference between good things and bad things. Yeah, there is no difference. It's all your perception, and we'll report back on how this goes. So, do you... there, I don't think there will be an episode three D. There or. Well, our sequencing of the episodes is going to get weird with the live one because if this comes after, then this is going to be three thirteen. Oh, you don't think we can report on this in our live show? Well, we our... could. That could part of actually be one of the draws of people to <laughs> come to the live to show. Our... our wives will be there or not, <laughs> depending right. on how this experiment goes. Yeah. Maybe the woman I'm dating, I, honey, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. The woman I'm dating is only going to be you. There's a big difference between discreet and non-discreet. That's right. Affairs. It's discreet. I shouldn't have said. I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah, now we blew it. <sighs> ah. Well, we'll untangle this, um, and we'll come back after this short break, and we'll figure this all out. And uh, maybe by that time, my wife will be home, and I'll get her on the air, and we can do this live and just see how that goes. But uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Like Trees Walking. We need a kicks. We need what is up, Like Trees Walking fans? Uh, this is Pastor Dave making my appeal for you to go to uh, Apple Podcasts and rate us and review us, especially the written reviews. Those mean a lot, and so I, I find myself checking at least once a week to see us. Anyone added one, um, and your kind, encouraging words uh, help other people know why this podcast is so great. So we really appreciate that. You can go to LikeTreesWalkingPod.com. We have all the old episodes there, bios, and, uh, and uh, information about anything else that might be going on. You can sign up on our email list. Also on Twitter, at LTWPod, or at Michael J. Nelson, or at, at David underscore Bergie are places where you can connect with us. Or you can like our Facebook page, Like Trees Walking Podcast. So those are all of uh, the socials and internet things. Um, we really appreciate your support, your, your love. Um, we do it for you. So let's get back to the podcast. All right, we are back. As you heard, Dave is ready to be back. I'm back. And, and Mike, just to kind of sum up what we were talking about. So we were talking about Ashley Madison and cheating and these notions of, is this, you know, is it just a perceived ego slight or is this really uh, objectively, you know, materially a, a wrong and bad thing to do? Um, I think we were both kind of on the fence about that. So, and <laughs> to, to report back later, no, 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 bad. But I thought... Since Ashley Madison, I feel like clearly it clearly caters to men seeking to have affairs with women. And that's, you know, so I thought, well, what about women who are looking to have affairs with men? Like that you need a different brand in order to capture that market. Sure. And so we have Ashley Madison. Well, I thought, well, you could call the other website Billy Madison. (laughs) Hello. Hello. (laughs) Oh, Oh, let's hear some more impressions. Hey, do your Billy Madison impression. So hot, so hot. One, two, three. I'm not gonna. Uh, I think I told on air that I for a while, and I've lost it, and I'm kicking myself. I had one of the original scripts of Billy Madison because the <laughs> studio that was doing it I was working for at the time, and uh, I said, "Oh man, they." We saw the movie out of courtesy to the executives, and I said, "Oh, big fan." 
could I get a script from it? Were and you they, being sarcastic? Of course I was being sarcastic. And I got it. And then we just, we did a, uh, uh, we would do improvised readings in our own writing room. And, Where is Want it? to touch <laughs> the hiney. <laughs> That's like in a script, you know? It's like, you know, you just picture someone sitting down with the cigarette in their mouth, like, chick, 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 chick. and then he what? says, Want to touch the hiney. <laughs> oh, Billy Madison. All right. Uh, we do have a theme song for this. We do. Yeah. Do you think you could find it? We. I didn't even announce what we're doing oh, yet. That, oh, do sh- you want the theme song? I do. All right. Here's the theme song, and then we'll explain what we're doing. Oh. Explain that meme. Man, that's a great theme song. Uh. That good. That's your best work. Ah, I could listen to that all day, but we probably should explain that meme. That's what we're going to do now. We're going to explain that meme on the subject of the Ashley Madison cheating thing. And what do you have for us, Meme Master Dave? Well, I thought of cheating, and then I thought of a meme, a meme which has had truly a shockingly long lifespan. This, I feel like, has been the strongest meme I've ever seen. It does have legs, and it, uh, I, I haven't researched it on knowyourmeme.com. I have. You have. Do you have the, <laughs> the date and dissemination of this meme? Give yes. us the, the deets. So, so this is the distracted boyfriend meme. Um, if you've been anywhere near uh, social media, you are familiar with this meme. But it's a, it's a stock photo of a young couple walking together, um, and uh, the boyfriend is holding his girlfriend's hand, and he's looking back to check out a woman who has just passed by. And his girlfriend sees him doing this and has this, like, face, like... A scowl. Oh, this scowl, like, you what pig. What are you pig. doing? Yes. Yeah, and, and uh, the woman is oblivious, and he's, and he's kind of doing the whistling. Like, he looks like he's given, like, a little... You know, like, mm-hmm. which seems like that's not very discreet, but he's he, he's given the whistle lips. Like, he looks it like it could he's be a whistling. silent whistle. Yeah, like, or a, it could be a, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, check out, yeah, check out yeah. that. So, um, it, it, so it comes from a, a, a European sounding uh, stock photographer, and it apparently made its first uh, appearance in January of 2017 in a Turkish Facebook group. <laughs> Okay, that's where most memes start, right? You know, like most jokes are written in prisons. This is, and then by February 2017, it appeared on Instagram, um, which, which it's interesting. Its original appearance it was flipped, so like it's been, it's been flipped, like you know, so that the in the original one, the the girlfriend yeah, is on the there, like on the, on the left, and the boyfriend's in the middle, and then the the girl is on the right. That's that's important stuff to know. What are the Turkish like? Read, I don't know, but do they read backwards? But or I actually, I, I actually think it works much better the way it was set up when it was flipped. Like, why, why, this, how does that change? Anything? It's just the way it feels much more aesthetically. aesthetically yeah, oh, aesthetically, okay. it's right. much more pleasing. And so the, the 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 way it's a meme is like so. Then people glom onto this, and the distracted boyfriend is something. And then, you know, he silly things that you could be distracted from or tempted from, you know, something else. Like the the girl the the woman walking by is something like that you shouldn't be into, but you are. And the 
the the um or this thing should not be associated with and then the annoyed girlfriend like you pig is something that you should really be doing or about or something like that and i can so what are the top memes so you've i think we've set the picture and and you know if you go to 372 pages pod we'll have a no little... well if you want to do that on your other podcast that would also be nice of you to share that but if you want to go to like trees walking pod <laughs> did i actually say <laughs> yeah, that i've been in the studio too long you, man you've been very <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh if you go to like trees walking we're leaving pod. this in too we're not oh, editing we have this to. out yeah we um have to. yeah go to like trees walking pod. all right so uh, the more popular, and I did my own version of this, which I think is very good. I'll post that on the page too. It has not gotten the love that I believe it. I deserves. liked it a lot. Please explain it to the people. I will. So I'll first start with one other ones that are funny that people have liked. So one is the distracted boyfriend is the youth, and uh, the girl he's checking out is socialism, and the annoyed girlfriend is capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> kind of explaining the Bernie, yeah. the Bernie type phenomenon. Sure. Uh, in another very good one, the me, it want, the middle is me, and then checking out the solar eclipse, and the annoyed girlfriend is scientific evidence supporting the dangers of staring at the sun during an eclipse. <laughs> wow. I know. It's These get far off course very quickly. Um, uh, uh, um, <laughs> one is, this is getting very meta, uh, one is me. And then it's he's checking out video essay about memes, <laughs> and then the annoyed girlfriend is films and other respectable topics. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and All then, right. And I'll close. I'll close this before I share my own. But okay. who, who? What is the pa- paper that Peter Parker works for? The Daily the Daily Bugle. Bugle. And who's his editor? I don't remember his name. J. Jonah Jameson. Okay. I'm sorry that I know that. Wow. And so there's a meme here where they've made the distracted boyfriend look like J. Jonah Jameson. Okay. <laughs> and so in the middle, it should say J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, that's the boyfriend. And the distra- the distracting woman is pictures of Spider-Man. And the annoyed girlfriend is the journalistic integrity of my newspaper. <laughs> that is so meta. <laughs> <laughs> So I find this, just, I, you can see why it has staying power. It's, we've all had the, the experience of just being distracted by something that's so dumb. And, and, and yes. we, we just, that's why it works so good. But I did a theological version. So you, I think you have a mic drop one. Mine is so good. So good. And it did not get the love that it deserved. Almost. How many, oh, how many likes? Is it mentioned? Does it show a graph on the Know Your Meme page that's of not yours? It doesn't register. It doesn't even register. Doesn't this register. is shocking. Shocking. And and I have my tweets auto delete. Like I don't I I consider Twitter ephemeral. So I want my like I don't want. Wait, to, is that a setting? No, but you can sign up for like a a, a third party service that'll just auto delete your tweets every. Oh, really? Yeah. So I have my tweets auto deleted every like three months. So that one where you said, "Hey Ashley Madison, can you throw me a free?" <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. My, where I tweeted at Ashley Madison support, my discount code isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> that one's gone. It saves all your like your likes and I think retweets get don't those don't get deleted. But uh, but um, uh, no, but yes, because I don't want people. I just don't like like if I was like, oh man, how about that hot dog? Like I just don't want people going well, back. Don't tweet, don't tweet your dissatisfaction with a hot dog. Well, but, but if I don't do it, it's, are you doing it's pictures of food and stuff like that? No, no, no. Pretty I never, good sushi today. I, Check it out. My, I, I do good food photography. I do like, but there's some people like it's always like under fluorescent light, and I'm like, 
you when people take bad pictures of food, it makes me never want to eat again. Food photography is very difficult. Yeah, uh, there was a. Um, do you remember? Was it King's Cafe? It was a long. It's a Minneapolis institution, I believe. It's gone or Chef's Cafe, something like that. It was on Franklin Avenue. Been there for years. They used to run ads all the time, and the the person doing the ad didn't know food photography very well, and he was standing in a in front of a giant plate of hot wings. And so it looked like his guts were on the table. <laughs> it was like, come down to Chef's Cafe where we have volume and, and prices are good. And he's standing there and you're just like, this poor man has been cut in half by a bazooka and his guts are on the table. So it is very difficult to do food photography. Anyway, with that, so, please explain. Oh, I'm going to explain my take on the distracted boyfriend meme. And so I took this, you know, by being a pastor, sometimes I, I think about these things. And so I was thinking of St. I thought of this famous prayer of St. Augustine taken from his confessions. And so in the middle, it's the distracted boyfriend is St. Augustine. And, um, and uh, uh, <laughs> the annoyed girlfriend is grant me chastity and continence. Mm-hmm. And then the girl that he's checking out is, but not yet. Right. <laughs> and so, nice. because in the confessions, Augustine said, pre-conversion, or he was on his way to converting yeah. to Christianity, but he was, a, you know, he liked to get around, was the basic thing. He never yeah. married, and he, much to his That's mother Monica. a large Monica, part of his story, right? Yeah. Said, yeah. And much to his mother Monica's, uh, you know, who she was a, apparently a blessed saint, uh, uh, she wanted him to settle down. And, uh, but Augustine wanted to sow his wild oats. And so he said, you know, I was in process of converting, but I, I would pray, Lord, grant me chastity and continence, but not yet. <laughs> and so I thought, that's the perfect distracted boyfriend meme. And that is not like a fake Churchill or Groucho Marx or Abraham Lincoln quote, right? That is from... No, that's literally... That is literally what he said. I copied and pasted yeah. from an online translation of... Of Augustine's Confessions. No, it's 100% in yeah, the work. Because that's, that's a great quote. I love it. One of the best. All right. I think that wraps it up. I think we've explained that meme. We've heard Dave's tremendous impressions. <laughs> we've heard his jokes about Adam Sandler films, which are we've always... Heard, we've heard Mike's interesting tales of owning the actual script, <laughs> or having a copy of the actual script. Ah, so upset that I lost that. I had a box of stuff. Uh, there's a possibility that it is in in the room right behind. I'm pointing behind. It'll Dave. get to it might, Mike. I think it might I get on Earth. I think it might be around. I think it could be in a plastic bucket somewhere. I have one of the original scripts from Billy Madison. I'll I'll pull that out at the live if show. We if we find if it. we find it, there's got to be a live reading of that at the live show. <laughs> yeah, there has to be. You and you and me and you, me you and Connor. I don't. You and Connor. I don't care. All right, I'm good with that. All right, check out our live show. If this comes out before it, on April 11th, we'll be live. And if it's already happened, thank you so much for everyone who came out. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time on uh, not 372 pages, but Like Trees Walk. That's the one. So long.